Hello, friends. Welcome uh, to the After Hours Lounge. Welcome back if you are a regular listener. My name is Sandy. Uh, I am your host, and it's been a while uh, for no other reason than I've been lazy and I've been busy. Uh, the world has reopened and I've been taking advantage of that after six months of sitting in my house and basically recording podcasts has been the only socialize I've been doing. So, yeah, I've been busy. I went up to see my mum in Scotland. Um, I went surfing for a bit in Cornwall. And by the time you are listening to this, hopefully, hopefully uh, I will be in Greece. But at the time of recording this, I'm not in Greece yet, but we'll see. But anyway, enough about me. Um, I am joined by he's been on the podcast before. You probably all listen to his podcast because let's face it, we all do. Uh, Ed from A Need to Read. Ed, thank you for coming back on the podcast. Hey, thank you very much for having me. I love the After Hours Lounge. Oh, mate, no, it it was perfect. You messaged me actually because I've kind of got some guests in the pipeline, but then I I said to you, we were messaging like, because I'm going to Greece, I was like, I've I've kind of underestimated because I'm going to be doing a lot of podcasts out there like in person. So I kind of messed up and didn't book enough guests leading up to when I go away. So I was like, shit. And then you messaged them like, yeah, come on again if you want. Yes, yes, Ed knows. Uh, what... That's it, mate. So the universe told me something, you know, <clears throat> just told me that you needed someone. <laughs> yeah, Ed, Ed knows. Uh, Ed knows what's going on. So yeah, I mean, uh, last time, last time I had you on, um, we didn't. We kind of went into why you started the podcast, and you know, this love of reading that you had, and and you you just kind of similar to me, I guess. You kind of just want. When I started this, you were like, I just want to do something really. And then obviously mm. yours started in lockdown last year as well. So, you know, when a lot of people sort of started doing, um, doing things, but then a big thing I wanted to talk to you about today. And I guess what a lot of people will be kind of wanting to know as well is whenever someone does something and it very quickly becomes very, very successful, it's always a bit of a whirlwind and a bit of a ride. And it's always really intriguing to see what happened behind the scenes and stuff. And it was already, yeah. Your podcast was already doing really well when we talked. It was last September um, and it was already doing well and you already had quite a few followers and the trajectory was starting to go. But it's kind of taken on a a whole other life of its own since then. And what's you you also spent some time in Bali during that time as well. But can you just go through kind of and this is a very long question that will be a very long answer. But like what 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 has it been like over the last few months kind of getting to grips with? Holy shit, I've kind of created a monster. It has been so weird. Obviously, this was like the the intention was to turn it into a full-time thing. And I didn't know when that was going to happen. I had this like blind faith of like, well, I'm going to be a podcaster. I just remember when I started it, I saw Tim Ferriss makes like 50K for a one-minute ad slot. And I was like, surely there's some stuff for the bottom feeders out there. And then... I went away to Bali and they, I, honestly, I made 30 quid in October from the podcast when I went away to Bali and I had five grand in my bank account. I was like, right, well, I suppose I'll just go to Bali until this runs out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when I was in Bali, like it just, just something kind of flipped with it. It just, I just started to earn money, got a sponsor on like an, an affiliate kind of deal, yeah. at like 300 quid in November. 600 quid in december and then in january it just like took off so i could turn it into like a full-time job which i hadn't had for well over a year i kind of realized like i was my own boss so i had to like pay myself i have to do taxes and stuff now it sucks um but yeah it's it's a very weird thing 
when something you really, really love doing then becomes your job because you almost feel a little bit of a resentment towards it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you felt this with like, like windsurfing sometimes, like you love doing it, but someone's paying you. So you just have this bias towards like not wanting to do it. Yeah. There's definitely been times where I've been like, I can't be bothered with Instagram, even though Instagram is obviously where I make most of the money from because Instagram yeah. followers to to listeners of the podcast never quite is uh well it's never anywhere near equal unfortunately um so yeah it's, it's been weird because like, there's been stages where i've just stopped reading for like three or four days at a time because i'm not I'm just, I'm just doing this for work now and yeah that's annoying people <laughs> that's i mean that, yeah that's that's such an interesting point and it is it is one of those things that it yeah it, it completely is what i what i felt for many years and almost to the point where when i finished in, in that kind of water sports industry. For anyone that doesn't know, um, I worked for many years as a windsurfing instructor and semi-professional windsurfer abroad, uh, teaching windsurfing, all, all kinds of things like that. Um, and it did get to a point for me sometimes where I was like, I'm, I'm not interested in this. And it does kind of, it kills your own vibe to do it because you're like, mm. and I guess it's the same for you. You suddenly go, God, I feel a bit cooked and actually I don't want to read because I know whatever I read, I've got to take notes and talk about later on, or I'm trying to book the author on and things like that. And you stop, you stop being a fan of it because you're so involved in, in kind of what it is, if you know what I mean. Yeah, mate. It's like, it's something you do for fun. You then get paid to do. And I have to schedule stuff in so much. now. like, I schedule in like meditation, yoga, all the stuff I'm meant to do to relax. Like I've now got it in my schedule, which kind of, it's a bit of a paradox in it like scheduling in time to relax yeah yeah it is yeah it's, and what do you it's... How, how does it work with you and, and this is you know because you as you just said a lot of it is on instagram and things like that and when it does come to that i mean i you know follow you as well and it, it's something i'm battling with as well as my following is growing slightly hmm. um uh, how do you feel about having do you feel a pressure to share everything you're doing all the time when you may not want to do you like, for example, like I know you, you, you're meditating every morning and things because it's now turned into something professional. Do you feel, ah, oh, I really, and because I know you're working with um, meditation apps now and, and, and things like that through sponsorship, mm-hmm. are you, are you feeling that pressure of, I really should be telling people I'm meditating. Whereas perhaps inside yourself, you're like, actually, I feel like maybe this isn't me doing it for me anymore. It's me doing it for a need to read. If you know what I mean. That is such a good question. I don't think so because I tend not to share every little detail of my life on there. Yep. I, I, I'm, I'm not one of these people like this. What I'm having for breakfast. This is where I'm going today. This is what I'm doing today. I never really do that. I only really come on when to sort of share news. And apparently, yeah. according to my friends that do that, that is at my detriment because that is what gets people interested um, because people care about, what you're doing moment to moment which yeah. is weird because even i don't really give a shit about what i'm doing moment <laughs> to moment. i'm just like i'm just trying to make it through to the end of the day without doing nothing or doing yeah. too much um but no with like meditation therapy and stuff like that i worry that people think that it's because i'll be taking money from it but i was speaking about meditation therapy and stuff way before i earn any money from it mm. so for me, I just am concerned about what other people think because I'm a human being um, and people don't think that I'm one of those like money grabbing, like, oh, look at my boom bod. I've, yeah, um, I've just, an influencer. I've just, oh, no, this one isn't. 
yeah <laughs> the word the word influencer yeah um so no i don't feel a pressure with that like if, if the time when i stopped going to therapy like a month ago i was like right well that's big i'll share that meditation like i do it every day i don't speak about it every day but i'll share a milestone every now and then sort of talk about the the benefits of it i probably should do more actually as opposed to less in terms of sharing about the things that i do that make me feel good because other people might try it and it might make them feel good and then that's not a wasted post you know what i mean yeah yeah it's it's so difficult as well i mean you'll you'll know it uh, just as well as me i know you've posted about it before but you know things like the the algorithm and stuff like that and it mm. you know there are certain things it likes more than others i'll get one day I'll get a few hundred likes on a post. And then the one I put up yesterday got about 13 likes. And it's like, what's, you know, what, what's going on? And it's odd, but actually one of the pictures, and I do understand a lot of the people that, that follow me, my, my following isn't as broad as yours, but a lot of people that follow me are people that know me as well. So when I put up a picture of my mm. face or something I'm up to, they probably like it because they go, Oh, that's my friend Sandy or something, you know, whereas yeah. if it's, if it's another kind of post or a, you know, a post about the podcast or something, it's perhaps, um, that people aren't drawn to it, drawn to it quite as much, but it is difficult because I, it is something I struggle with as well. And I don't want to use you for therapy. This podcast is, is about you, but <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't really like sharing a huge amount of what I'm up to. I quite like just, mm. and it's something I'm practicing a bit more and, you know, spending less time on my phone as well and things, but something I struggled with when I went self-employed a couple of years ago, doing the, the business that I, I do now, I struggled really with convincing myself I was working when actually I was just on my phone, like looking at stuff and doing all this. Is, is that something you struggle with now as well? Yeah. I sometimes get confused with what is work and what is just general self-care. The other day I was on the phone to my girlfriend at lunchtime and I was like, I just don't know how I'm going to fit it in today. I've just got to do yoga and have a bath. And she was like, are you serious? I was like, oh yeah, fair. That is uh that is a ridiculous thing to say. Um yeah. but yeah, like obviously all the things I enjoy now do sort of classify as work. So reading, doing podcasts, stuff <clears> like that. Like it it's it's work. And sometimes I I do convince myself I'm doing work, but I'll be sat there just going through people's Instagram stories. I'm like, I literally don't give a fuck about these people all their lives in the least nasty way possible, just because I generally just don't really, I'm, I'm not nope. that bothered. If, yeah. if people are okay, that's cool. They're okay. Like if they're not okay, hopefully they're not someone that's really, really close to me because then it's, it's not my responsibility. Yeah. That is a thing that's quite difficult is, um, and I'm sure you get this from, from like sharing your sort of vulnerable side is, is people open up to you all the time and it can become like, it just becomes too much. Yeah. It's that like, was um, it's literally, that was my, that was my next question was responsibility and how, how you deal with it. Cause it's, it is a funny one. I mean, I'm sure I don't get as many messages as you, but I do get, you know, I generally, I get a, f- a few, a few every week. Um, if not yeah. every, at least every couple of weeks. Um, and, it, and it's difficult, mate. It's really hard. It's things like uh, I was up in Scotland last week, spending the week with my mom. And I had a guy who I kind of grew up with, but just knew him when I was younger. And now he listens to the podcast and he sort of sent a message saying, oh, do you want to meet up and all this stuff? And I'm like, I really, you know, I do and stuff, but I'm like, I'm up here seeing my mom for the week. And it's, it's yeah. difficult. And I, I know, I know the kind of conversations that I'll be forced to have and things yeah. like that. And it's, it's difficult as well because it, you don't want to, I don't want to upset anyone. And I love the fact that they listen and it like, it's, 
it's such a privilege for me to have to be able to get these messages and people to say I'm you know genuinely what you're doing has helped me like nothing that's the whole reason I do it I'm mm. not you know doing it for anything else and I'm sure you know you're exactly the same um you know your podcast takes a slightly different tack you know focusing on the reading things but ultimately it's the same thing it's trying to make people have a better time with their head you know yeah um and and it's great but there there is that responsibility on top of it how how have you dealt with that because I imagine it's gone mental for you um you know it's gone it's gone you know you must get so many messages how and and on top of that you've also got people going well, what book should i read what book should i read you know may <laughs> but i'll address <laughs> that one first the the what book should i read actually annoys me more than it should because i'm like hey if you just took two seconds out of your day and scrolled through my instagram <clears throat> within two minutes you would be able to find at least like 70 book recommendations. Or if you listen to the podcast, I'm sure no one will ever ask me for a book recommendation if they listen to the book, but the podcast, because they'll just have so many, they'll never be able to get through them. I can't get through them. I don't know how someone else can like reading is my job. So when someone's like, Oh, give us a book for this. I'm like, it's like going up to your doctor, man. It'd be like, Oh, just do, do me a, do me a quick surgery. Would you, you know what you're doing? You know, just take my spleen out quick. Come on. Yeah. It's, like, it's annoying. I'm not comparing myself to a doctor or, or saying that I'm important in that way. But like when someone's like, oh, just I need a book for this. I need a book for this. Someone asked the other day, they're like, oh, I need a book to learn how to do work. And it's someone I used to work with. And I was like, it's how to say fucking please by Ed Cunningham. And they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, mate. I did mean to say love the podcast. Love listening to it. I'm like, yeah, well, just like, don't forget I'm, I'm a human and if you don't say please to me, I'll probably tell you to fuck off. Yeah. I think that's the, um, that's, that's also the problem with, um, with what you're doing. And, and when you get to the, the, the kind of level of growth that you've, you've seen is people just start seeing. And, and as well, you know, we've not had contact with humans and stuff and we've almost forgotten how to do it over mm. the last year, you know, but like you, you, people just look at this and they go, Oh, that that's Ed there or like they go on Spotify mm. or anything like that. And they forget that it's like, Oh, Ed's Ed's literally a human being doing this and yeah. behind the scenes and people, it, it all becomes not like it, it becomes not, not formal formal's the wrong word, but it, it's, it becomes like impersonal. That's the word it, you know, yeah. people completely, people completely forget that you're doing all this and things like that. And they just, yeah. And because you've, because you've talked about mental health and your own struggles and things, people think that they know you as well, don't they? I guess. Yeah. You know, so oh, they mate, feel that, that struggle. Yeah. They feel that sort of, they feel comfortable with you despite actually they don't really know you. You know, I've, I've listened to, yeah. um, <clears throat> I don't know if you listen to it. There's a podcast. I found it recently called armchair expert with an actor called Dak Shepard. Um, and he talks, I've heard of it. I haven't. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's like a mega podcast. It's Spotify of, have bought it after he just had Quentin Tarantino on and he's had Obama on and stuff like that. It's mad. But <laughs> he, he was taught, he was talking about it a lot of, of, of Tarantino was as well, you know, being, a being famous and people thinking that they know you, even though you don't kind of know them and things like that. And, yeah. and it's, it's such a strange dynamic, especially when it's done through a social media platform and not in person, it creates even weirder, isn't it? Mate, it's it's very strange, and that, that goes back to what you were saying about people like essentially nothing more than trying to be your mate. And like I, I always say, like I'm at full capacity. 
yeah. I think the amount of conversations that I'm having on a weekly basis is so unnatural of people sending me the odd DM that like I know, but I would, I would only speak to maybe once every six months, mm. those people trying to contact me more people are like, Oh, do you want to meet up for a drink? I'm like, not really. Like my best friends ask me for a drink and I say, no, mm. let alone some like random person, or they'll like, ask me some sort of leading question. They say, Oh, we'll talk about it when I see you. I'm like, when am I going to see you? Cause I, I literally don't even make enough time to be on my own anymore. Mm. Um, and I, I get a little bit suspicious. And actually the other day, um, someone invited me and my girlfriend out for lunch. And then I was like, I wonder, like, she was like, I wonder why he actually wants to meet with you. Maybe he wants to come on his podcast. I was like, I, was like, I literally didn't even think about that. I was like, just cancel it. I was like, I'm not even going to be like, if, if someone's going to take me out for lunch, just to come on the podcast, like before I even know him, they can get fucked yeah because that's such a clear intention yeah yeah it becomes it goes back to it's something i spoke about loads i think it's actually something that james smith spoke about a lot or he speaks about a lot as well is like the difference between intrinsic and extrinsic motivation you know and it becomes Mm. it's people meeting up with you because you've got a platform now they're like oh i'll meet up with i'll meet up with ed because hopefully he'll be like why don't you come on the podcast and that's the only reason why they don't actually want to see you and people think that like going on the podcast will instantly like elevate their like status or whatever yeah. it is, but it, it won't. Like my friend Giles, I live with him. He came on my podcast, got 300 followers on Instagram. He still got 300 followers on Instagram. Yeah. And it was a good podcast. He added a lot of value to it, but people aren't just going to follow you because you've been on a podcast. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work like that. There's no sort of like quick, nah. quick like fix. Like people that go on Joe Rogan have still only got 5,000 followers. Yeah. Yeah, like, I imagine the platform. Millions yeah. of people still won't even follow on Instagram. Like it doesn't, it just doesn't work like that. No, and I I found the same thing as well. You know, I've had um you know certain certain guests on over the last few months and stuff, and like I've had messages from friends being like, "Hey, well done for booking this guy. It's going to be a game changing episode and stuff like that." And it 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 mm. it's not like a few people listen to it and stuff like that, but then. Yeah. It, it, it's not yeah, a game. Russell Kane on had hardly any listeners to that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy. I've had that on. And then I've had a guy who runs one of the water sports centers in Greece where I worked for years. I had him on the podcast and that one went mental. Don't know why. Yeah. So many people listen to it. Like way more people listen to that than listen to one I did with Salema Masakela, who like has commentated ESPN action sports for the last 20 years. Like, knows Kelly Slater, all this, Yeah, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's not. Yeah. A lot of people view it as a quick thing. And that's something I've learned is it's not about that. It's about consistency, isn't it? Oh, mate, it all boils down to a bit of consistency. I think like I realized that I I knew that I just needed to be consistent with the podcast, but I didn't realize that other areas of my life that I needed to add that into until like six weeks ago. When I was like, all of these books that I've read about self-development have essentially just said, you need to be disciplined and do something every day. Otherwise, you don't want to do it. And I was like, God, no one's more annoyed about that than me. No one no one is more annoyed that you actually have to work hard to get good at something than me. I wish yeah. it would just like come to you. But it just doesn't does it like you the moment you have that realization it's kind of liberating but also really upsetting (laughs) yeah the the knowing knowing that you've actually got to put time into something and i think i don't know i consider myself quite lucky because i started windsurfing at 18 and spent so long doing it and i realized this is gonna and all everyone said was 
you never stop learning this. You're going to be learning this for the rest of your life, you know, all this stuff. So in that aspect, I learned it early, but it's only in the last couple of years that I've realized that that's the same with like career goals or work or just, just daily life, anything like that. Um, it, it can be applied and it, it's something, I mean, we'll, we'll get onto this later. We'll talk about jujitsu later, but that's something that that's, that's taught me as well. Even in the last couple mm. of months um, is just like, yeah, con- consistency to me is like, is, is number one. It's the most important thing to do. Cause it doesn't matter. Like, you know, my first podcast was shit. Your first, first podcast was probably not as shit as my first podcast, but you can, probably, you can say it. It's all right. It was, it was probably, well, it's probably a lot worse than the ones you're doing now, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Oh mate, I'm, I'm dreadfully embarrassed of my first episodes. Like, and I think anyone is, I think it's like Alan de Botton says, it's like, if you're not embarrassed of who you were last year, you're not learning enough. Yeah. That's nice. It's, like it, it's, it's a bit harsh as a quote of like, Oh, let's be embarrassed. And there'll be some people that take that the wrong way, but it's like, they'll just be the people that aren't learning enough. And mm. it sucks that sometimes like I agree with people who are real hard heads, like Jordan Peterson or like some of these like real hard, like, david goggins he's he's extreme but like people like that who are like you're a fucking pussy and i'm like oh yeah i actually am damn it <laughs> yeah but sometimes you need that don't you some like yeah because like, i'm i'm a huge advocate for like balance and like you don't need to do it if you want and like actually you know it that life isn't all black and white and all this stuff but sometimes it's like now nah, you, you do need people like that like outliers that are going to be like get off the fucking sofa you know stuff like that yeah yeah 100 percent. and the thing is like I, I imagine people that listen to this podcast aren't the ones that are just like stuff stuck on this podcast. Like they listen to this podcast because they give a shit about themselves to want mm. to like hear from other people, how they take care of themselves. So like, you're just, you, you won't be reaching that audience that will take offense to that kind of attitude. And it's, it does suck though. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give it that. It does suck that you have to work hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I like it's something, it's something I said, because you're, 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 a f- you're a few years younger than me, but I said it when I, when I quit my job in uh, August, September, 2019, when I was having a really, really bad time. Um, and I decided, right, I'm going to quit my job and everything. And I said, I said to a, an, uh, a boomer, I said to a boomer uh, who's within the family, I said, basically, I want to work as little as possible and earn as much as possible. And they were like, that's not how the world works. That's not how it works. And I was like, why not? Why isn't that how it works? Because a lot of the people that I follow and like aspire to, I'm like, that's exactly what they do. Yeah. You know? And, and then you realize it's not how it works for them. Like they do probably work real hard. And it, yeah, it's like working, but it's, it's, it's a different way of working, isn't it? I'm sure you found this now with the podcast, now that this is your job and things it's mm. I've, I've always very much had a, what I call the do it, do it. We always used to say it in Greece, like when we had to do a shit job or something, we'd be like, oh, just do it, do it, then it's done. Do it, then it's done. Mm. And like you said, before we hit record, you tend to do everything in the morning or try and get everything yeah. done in the morning. And I'm exactly the same. As soon as I get up, I come and sit straight down here and I go, right, let's do this. And then I eat lunch. And then I, ideally I try and be finished, you know, by kind of mid afternoon so that then mm. I can, then I can spend time doing podcasts or I can spend time doing that. And then, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the human I've become. Before I'd be like, finish, and then I can just lie and do nothing. And I think that's from being in this podcasting and, and things like that that have um, that have helped. I've decided, you know, I now have the time to put into into other things. But is is that something you you said at the start there? You, do you do you find you 
struggle with like overworking or are you are you a I don't know I feel like I've lost my train of thought with this but are you are you kind of a do it then it's done or you know do you do you get stressed out about that kind of stuff basically and again because it's your own baby uh, as well yeah so so yeah that's that's difficult for me is the switching off part like mm. I actually can't stop thinking about a need to read and everything that comes off it so mm. and and for a long time I just downplayed what I did like I would like tell my mates, oh my God, my life's sick. I'll just do this, do this, this, this. It's like, actually, I I do still think about it at 10 o'clock at night and I will like jump on and quickly create some content at 10 o'clock at night or I will be reading for something like in the evening. And by the way, 10 o'clock at night is really late for me because I go to bed at like nine as much as I possibly <laughs> can because I get up at like five. Um, but yeah, for a long time, I just downplayed how much work I was doing. And then I like, I realized the other day, I was like, I... I'm writing a book. I'm trying to create a journal. I'm running a podcast. I'm running the Instagram. I'm editing the podcast. Like I do all the like video content. I literally do everything for it. It's, there's no one else. It's just me. And I'm like, oh, I'm actually fucked. Like yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> and you never realize it until it just like sneaks up and you're like, wow, I really need a nap. And then I'm like, well, I, I, I'll have to schedule a nap in. Yeah. <laughs> but it's then, not... It's, I'll never be able to switch off to nap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's what I, I remembered kind of what the point I was trying to get to earlier is uh, what I was saying about, um, you know, I want to work as little as possible and stuff is in, in that respect. And I found I, I, you know, I do, 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 do a lot of work and stuff, but it's, it's a different kind of work because it's, we spoke about it being your passion and things like that, but also the fact that it's all off your own back. So there's that kind of, it, you know there's that sort of intrinsic little motivation inside you being like if i don't do this it's not that i'm going to get shouted at or get in trouble or anything but like i'm going to be pissed off about it the following day going why didn't i why didn't i do that because it could have done something great for me do you know what yeah. i mean i have that often like there'll there'll be some days where it'll get to like three four o'clock i'm like oh, i really deserve a break maybe I'll just get stoned and then I'll get stoned and then I won't stop being stoned until the morning time. And then I'll get up. Like, oh, I just have to carry over like five different things to my next day. Yeah. And then I'm like, I banned myself from being stoned in the day a long time ago. So I'm like, Oh, why have I done that? Yeah. Um, how I'm, I'm going completely off topic here. Cause you, you just mentioned it. And it was something I want to talk to you about. Uh, can you yeah, talk to me about you writing a book? I mean, it only seems natural that you should write your own book, but um, mm. how, what, what is that process like? Mate, it is um, unique. Yeah. It feels like it's a duty that I have taken upon myself to deliver this form of art to the world, which sounds incredibly like self-important, but, you kind of have to look at it that way. Like I, mm. I kind of have a message I kind of want to get across within the story that I need to portray in the right way. Right. But every day, like I'll, I'll sit there. I've, I've bought this is a little life hack for everyone. If you, and, and especially if you just get an hourglass. Yeah. I saw you put that on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. For however long your attention span lasts, they do like for half an hour, 45 minutes, 20 minutes to an hour. I'm half an hour. Cause I, I can't really concentrate on a on one single task for much longer um and i'll set the hourglass and i'll sit down to write yeah 
And then within five minutes, I'm like, I know I've got a, little, a good bit of the story in my head ready to go out there. And I'm like, well, I could just go on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like being, uh, being an author would be so much easier if I didn't feel like I had Instagram responsibilities. And what I can't wait for is, is maybe by the time I'm on my 10th book, because I've, I've kind of decided now that I'm just going to write every day for the rest of my life, whether that's a short story, whether that's just about an experience I had within the last week. Like I want to write things in kind of like essay format slash book. Mm. And I just want to do that every day just to kind of practice because the end goal is essentially just to be an author who like, like every now and then does a podcast that someone else, someone else will edit for me. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. That's interesting. Was that the, was that your, sorry to interrupt. Was that your, um, was that the original goal when you started the podcast or were you just like that? This, yeah. This is already so far above what you were thinking in the first place. Anyway. I knew I wanted to write. I had right. no idea what I wanted to write about and I had no idea how or when. I just, I remember me and my sister went to Norway in 2019 in the summer. It was when I was well depressed at work and she tried to take me away on a trip to Norway being like, Hey, um, please don't keep being sad because it obviously sucks for us to see you like this. Yeah. Um, so when we were away, we were talking loads about like Ricky Gervais and, and his new specials at the time. And I was like, I wouldn't mind giving comedy a go, but I kept trying to like make up jokes for her as we were on this like 10 hour hike. And I was like, and I will write a book one day. And she went, who's going to read your book? And I was like, wow, I don't know. And it's just weird that now I definitely know that some people will read my book, even if it's shit, like yeah. people will buy it. And yeah. it's just, it, it's kind of weird how it's like manifested um mm. but i have always thought that i'd like to write because i like the process of writing even as silly as it was like when i was at work like writing emails to people i liked the whole persuasive writing kind of thing i like writing emails i like writing articles i don't understand any of the rules of writing i don't really know where punctuation goes i don't really know any of that stuff but i procrastinated for too long thinking that i needed to know it and not learning it I was, yeah. i'll just start and i'll just learn along the way yeah that's like, yeah, I think that seems the best way. I mean, I, I work in social media. I do like article, I write for a living as well, basically like mm. for, to think granularly what my job actually day-to-day job actually is. And it's writing and it's, it's yeah. great. I, I fucking, I love it. It's, it's awesome. I've always, I've always, you know, like, Oh, you're a math or an English kid. Like I was always, I was always an English kid. And I always like, we, we, <clears throat> we spoke a bit recently. Like I've always, I loved reading as a kid and stuff like that and i've you know loved it you know ever since and i've loved like movies and, and things like that and I've, it's always fascinated me all that sort of stuff and then it's only in the last year really that i've got back into it thanks to like yourself and a, a couple of other people that i was like oh reading's actually actually pretty cool and pretty you know cool, <laughs> yeah i'm like it's, yeah it's all right isn't it um and it is difficult are you are you have you got a kind of bias towards because this is something interesting as well that I've been thinking about and it'd be great to get your take on it. Have you got a bias towards like, are you, and maybe you don't want to give it away, but are you writing fiction or nonfiction or a bit of both? I'm writing fiction. I, I've got plans for a nonfiction book, but I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm writing a storybook essentially. Oh, cool. And um, it's just me. It's such a cool process because you just make stuff up. And like you were saying there, like movies and stuff like that. I've got a brand new appreciation for screenwriters, people who write for TV, people who write for movies. I'm like, these people are genius. Every time I watch a film, I'm like, someone has made this up. I cannot believe it. 
yeah. someone has paid attention to every single word that is written down and and creates these questions in your mind that keeps you watching and i really enjoy that about the book is that like i got to a bit where i was a bit stagnant the other day and i i wrote like 300 words one day and like 200 next and then like 160 and then cut to 200 and then i was like fuck it i'm just gonna burn the world and i just added something in there that i was like if anyone's bored by this point of the book which may be quite likely they're not going to be anymore because yeah. you have to just create that one moment that's like oh shit how's this going to end like yeah. even if it's shit you can keep them engaged like you can keep the reader engaged yeah, in yeah. Shit book by just creating these <clears throat> questions and it's just essentially about manipulating the reader it's such a weird weird world yeah um yeah, I guess it's like it's it. like you want to give them you want to give them just enough to like keep them going without giving it away you mm. know so that they're like oh well I, I can see where this is going you know people that do that oh I know where this is going and then they close it you know or like about like yeah. a tv series people do that don't they oh well this is oh yeah I'll just you know some people like watch the last episode but yeah like you said they're they're just people who want to watch the world burn um yeah I know that yeah, that's exactly. always that's always fascinated me and like I'm you know, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to like admit it now and stuff, but I am such a nerd, mate. Like I love like Star Wars, Lord, like, uh, yeah, I don't know if you saw, like I bought this book yesterday, The Battles of Tolkien. And it's literally a history of all of the battles that happen in Middle Earth throughout like the thousands of years. And it's got like maps and all this stuff of all how these battles. And I'm like, one guy just made all this up. And now there's literally history books written about the world he made up. Like it's mental, you know, that is mad. You know, it, it's, it's so, and like, I, you know, I, that's why I was asking you about fiction, nonfiction. Cause I initially was like, Oh, I do podcasts and mental health and stuff like that. So I need to read nonfiction. I need to read about other amazing people and get cool ideas of how I can be a better human and stuff. But Actually, that hasn't resonated with me at all. I found myself completely gorming out while I listened to it. And I'm like, mm. this isn't doing it for me. And then I've got back into reading the kind of books I read when I was a kid. And, and you yeah. know, that, that like, you know, fic uh, science fiction and, and stuff like that. And that has just completely pulled me back in. I was saying I did another podcast with um, someone else who does kind of similar stuff to you, a girl called Nikki. Uh, she does like, you know, book boxes and all that stuff. And we were talking about it. And just any any book that has a map of like an imaginary world in it, I'm like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. I, I love looking at the maps, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, and you know all this stuff. And it's it's such a great thing. But like you said, it's it's just mental. And maybe I say mental too much, considering it's mental health. Or maybe I should think of something that's not not quite as bad. But I can't think of a better word for it. But it's just crazy. It's fucking, it's fucking psycho. Yeah, it's fucking mad, man. <laughs> but. The, the fact that someone can just think of think this up in their brain and people just get so invested in it you know yeah you'll be surprised i think you like if you gave yourself space to just to, like think of a story you'd be able to just make one up mm. yeah and for like, sure when like when you're in greece like if you have a bit of spare time why not just think like right what's the most important message that i can think of and what's the weirdest way that I can portray that and put that out to the world? <laughs> and then just, and just, mate, just write like a short story. Because honestly, the process of doing it, like, gives you so much more creativity in other parts of your life. And also gives you the confidence to be like, oh, I've made that whole chapter up. I'll just do another one. 
<clears throat> oh, and yeah. another one. And it's like, well, actually, I've now had an idea for another book. So I've got three separate, like, different stories mm. just ready to go. I, I had an idea the other day for, like, a, like a five-minute film. Yeah. And I was like, I just need to find someone that can make this with me. Because the, 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 when you speak to people, like, when I spoke to, like, Russell Kane, he writes sitcoms. They all, all of these people just do so many different things. You've got fingers in all these different pies of just writing, mm. writing sitcoms, writing a book, writing this, writing that. And like half of it will fail. 25% of it will do really well. And the other half will like half fail, but they're just doing it. And they're just like following creativity. Um, you should, you should get, I don't know why I'm telling you what you should do with your life, but um, Austin Cleon wrote these books called, I'll get them if you want to, so I can tell you the proper name. Steal like an artist. Yeah. Steal and it's like got that. pictures in it. And it's nice. great. Uh, show your work and keep. Things nobody told you about being creative. Tendings to shape, share your creativity and get discovered. And 10 ways to create in good times and bad. Yeah. And honestly you'll just have loads of these different ideas that even if it knocks on into your work, you create this new marketing campaign for someone and it pops off and gets you like well-noticed in that world. Yeah. Um, you never know what will like knock on from it. Yeah. Cause that's, that, that's some of those things as well. And like, I mean, I, I hate talking about my job as something I really don't do. I think it's one of the reasons why I wanted to do a podcast. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. The amount of, well, we'll get onto this in a minute. It's amazing. The amount of people think I do this as a job. Um, but it like being creative and things like that is one of those things that transcends every aspect of life, isn't it? You know, it's not just yeah. for, it's not just, oh, if you're painting a picture or if you're writing a book or if you want to make a film and things like that, like it does go into your daily life and your work and things like that. I've taken inspiration for marketing stuff from like my love of Star Wars or something like that. Like I'll, I'll suddenly think, oh, this, this could work. And, you know, at the moment, there's new Star Wars TVs coming out. So people are talking about Star Wars. So if we do this, people will like it. And we've done it and it worked, you know. And it's yeah. it's, it's funny things like that. Um, and a lot of people think it's something silly and made up. But actually, it resonates with so many people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, going going on to what, what I just mentioned as well, because I it's and, and this is not me shitting on anyone else um, or anything like that. It's it's something that um yeah it's something that bothers me a little bit, and I've got it written I've got it written on my notes just here, and that is podcasters that spend more time talking about downloads follows than actual content. But what I should have written as well is people that do do a podcast and claim it is their day job, and this is yeah. something that confuses me greatly, um, because as far as I know, unless you are Tim Ferriss or Joe Rogan or Dak Shepard or someone like that. It is fucking difficult to earn a living just from being a podcast host. So, I mean, it, I, I, it, it really, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to take it. Cause I, I never, as I've, you know, gone into this and mental health and all this stuff, I never want to be a cynic and be like, no, that's, you know, whatever you're chatting bullshit and all this stuff. But at the same time, it, it does make me question like, Am I doing something wrong here? Why? Why is it not my day job yet? And you know, I, I had a—I—I've I, not told you about that about this. Um, 
but I had an interesting moment a while ago. I, I found a podcast page and they had a lot of followers. They had, well, not a lot for you, but they had kind of, you know, 6,000 followers, something like that. So I was like, damn, mm-hmm. I was like, brilliant. Another mental health podcast that's doing better than me. I was like, fuck. Uh-huh. Um, but then I found their thing and they were, or every post they wrote was about how many downloads they had. And one of them was their, their, their most recent one was celebrating a, a milestone of downloads. And I looked at it and I was like, wow, that is significantly less than the amount of people that listen to my show. So I was like something there's yeah, something, something hasn't added up there. I, I you know, and I, I never know, but it was a valid, it was a good lesson I learned of like actually comparing myself to other people. I was like, it's not always what it looks like. And actually, you know, no. um, but that's, that, that's by the by, but it, is that something that you, I mean, I guess it, it goes along with you because I know you are actually genuinely earning a living from this, but you know, mm. you've got 25,000 followers, you know, and it, it's, it's difficult, but does, is that something that you get quite frustrated with, especially given the amount of work that you put into doing it? I get so frustrated by host a number one podcast being in yeah. people's bios on Instagram and nothing that actually makes me want to fight people anymore. But that, that really does. So I'm like, stop bullshitting people. Stop lying. Stop saying that you're number one when you're actually not. You can't live off a legacy of being number one in Bermuda for a day. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Mm. Also, I'll tell you something you don't need, Sandy, is a podcast coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are so many podcast coaches out there whose podcasts will have like three reviews on Apple Podcasts. And I think I think reviews on Apple Podcasts are usually quite good because I reckon if you take the amount of reviews someone's got and you times it by 10, that's probably how many weekly listeners they have. Mm. Like... It, it kind of translates that way. Because if you if you can't get 10% of your audience on Apple Podcasts to give you a review, which, by the way, everyone listening, just go and give a review to this podcast. Like, it really, really helps. Yeah, it's, no it's one. Just five-star review takes two seconds and just a nice comment. Like, it, it literally takes two seconds. Sandy creates all this content for you. You should just be sound and, and do a review. Um, anyway, now that's out of the way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all these 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 people on instagram that are like like they do they they just bullshit people because bullshit baffles right bullshit baffles brains is, is like a standard saying i'm pretty sure mm. they're just tricking people and tricking people is what fucking Gollum does and no one really likes him for the most part tricksy little hobbit mate tricksy little hobbit. yeah yeah no it, exactly i think that's that's something yeah, that's something I really hate as well. We've we've spoken about it before. Of people people change the um. What was it you you said you had a mate who'd like, he was the number one like I don't know what it was like cricket podcast in Namibia or something, and people like screenshot it and just get the number one podcast and they go oh yeah going up, you know yeah one of, one of my mates went into the volleyball charts became oh, number one it. once but like he did he did it for banter he did it to like exploit yeah, yeah, the yeah. system like <laughs> that's jokes. If it was just him and his mate chatting about footy, like they're not going to beat Peter Crouch's podcast, are they? So he's like, "Fuck it, if you can't beat him, like you got to find a way to win." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's something. I mean, it, interestingly enough, I mean, looking looking at my analytics or whatever, about seventy five percent at least of people who listen to my podcast listen on Spotify, which still kind of boggles my brain yeah. because I don't know anyone that listens to podcasts on Spotify, but apparently people it's listening weird. to I this on too. Spotify. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, I, I yeah other, other than joe rogan i don't listen to uh, anyone on spotify apple podcast is the one for me but as long as you all keep yeah. listening i really don't mind 
Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's it, and don't it's, be offended by what I said about the reviews, everyone. Just just do it anyway, though, just to be sound. Didn't mean to be mean. No, mate, be, be as be as mean as you like. We're we're used to it here. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it is it is one of those things, and it's I never want to like shit on what other people are doing or anything like that because that's not that's not what I want to do. And uh, you know, people are doing a podcast and stuff. I'm like, yeah, fucking do it. It's great. Um, but when you talk more about how many downloads and followers you've got and how high you are up in a chart, rather than actually talking about the content you're making, you start to question the motive behind it all. You know? Yeah. You, yeah. you start to go, I'm, yeah. I'm sure being famous is like all right, but I bet it's not that good. No, nah, mate. Have you um, ever seen that? Have you ever seen? Yeah. No, you go, you go. I was going to say, like people that are like people that focus so much on the numbers, like it doesn't mean anything. Like I, I, I hit two hundred and fifty thousand downloads the other day, and I promise you, mate, I felt I felt nothing. <laughs> I felt nothing at the time. It meant absolutely fuck all to me because I was like, I knew it was coming. But every milestone, you know, it's coming. I don't know why people celebrate birthdays. They know they're going to fucking have one. Like, it, it honestly, I, I looked at it. I just wanted it for a screenshot. And then I was like, do I actually, all, all I would want this for is so I could tell people so they could say, well done. Yeah. It's, and I had to write down in my journal, I had to be like, no, it is actually really good that it has reached that many people and hopefully impacted That's the amazing. lives of, of quite a few people. But then also it is literally just a number. As well. This is something me and me and my friend, um, my friend, Bruce, those of you listening, you'll, you'll know Bruce. Bruce has been on the podcast a few times. Um, and Bruce is a little bit of an entrepreneur, um, but he's one of my best friends. And we both, he, he, he put me on to, uh, James Smith and you actually, he, he's mm. the one that recommended, uh, I'm nice. you talk he's to rich. me, talk to me and stuff, but yeah, Bruce and Bruce has always said, James Smith said it ages ago. And he was like, likes don't pay the rent. Do you know what I mean? You know, and to a certain extent, yeah, when you become an influencer, maybe they do, but uh, uh, to me and stuff like that, uh, it's not. I don't think it's the be all and end all that all these people are looking for. Yeah. And I'm so aware of that as well. I'm so aware that my like podcast money that comes in, I know that could be taken away from me in a second. So I'm riddled with the anxiety of the fact that I have no legitimate product or service that Mm -hmm. I'm selling and creating an income from. So I'm like, well, I have to get these things out of the way before someone pulls the plug on me. And they probably won't pull the plug on me. No, I was going to say there's a chance. Yeah, but <laughs> there I, is I think a chance. Everybody, I think everyone has that. Ed, I think even even I I feel that as well. I work in social media. That ain't going anywhere anytime soon. But I'm yeah. always I'm always waiting for a client to send me a message saying, "Hey, we've decided to uh, we're going to go with an agency, or we or actually we've decided we've just hired someone to do it in house." You know, I'm every day you wake up. I think even people who work what would be a, a secure job, you know, a nine to five mm. in an office or something or a restaurant. They're, they're probably worried every day. Oh, if I, if I accidentally do this, I'm, I'm gone. I think, I think universally humans, we're all, we're all waiting for the rug to be pulled out from under us, aren't we? Regardless of where yeah. we are, you know, it's, it's almost like we want it in a weird perverse way just to be tested. <laughs> I think, yeah. To be, I think we all, yeah. It's, especially if you, if you're doing something that isn't challenging you, you know, you're always going to sit there and wonder what, and, and a lot of people, don't necessarily and this isn't this isn't a bad thing on me shitting on anyone else but a lot of people don't have the courage to um to do it themselves they don't have the courage to go up to their boss and like you know give them the middle finger and say i'm out of here and leave yeah. you know they will wait until they fuck up and perhaps a you know a performance review or something like that and they go right yeah. actually maybe, 
maybe you need to move on from here or something like that. You know, um, I mean, all, all I, you know, those of you who listen to the podcast regularly will know I, I kind of did the the former of that a little bit um, and did very much quit my job and it was the best thing I've ever done. Um, so if you are thinking of moving on or, or anything like that, um, it's, it's never too late um, to, yeah. to, to make a change. And I mean, you're, you're a complete testament to that as well, Ed, with what you've done. Like you just decided, fuck it, I'm going to start a podcast and, you know, look where it is yeah. now. It's- I always think that. I think actually with that, still like an artist, that book that I spoke about um, a moment ago is brilliant for that. Cause he's like, whatever you do in life, just like have something fun that you do that you could potentially make money from that you just share with the world because it's so worth it. Like if you just like illustrating, if you like making pots that look like boobs, like whatever you like doing, just like, just show it to people. It'll probably be well received and no one's going to laugh at you for sharing something that you enjoy. And if they do, that's just a, like an easy decision of that person shouldn't be in your life anymore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's something I've, I've learned as well. You know, I've, I don't know. I feel like as I've, as I've got a bit older, or maybe it's just because from doing the podcast, but I've just become more and more curious, but I, I think I'm at the point now where I just like, I was always before I was quite closed. I was very much like, you know, windsurfing mm. and that, that was it. And anything else I was like, yeah, that's kind of lame, you know, yeah. except, except immediate other things that are very similar. But now I find I'm like getting interested in anything. And I think it is down to the podcast or listening to other podcasts as well. But now if someone like loves doing something, I'm like, yeah, tell me about it. Like, cause they've got, yes. you know, if someone's got passion about something, I'm like, yeah, this sounds really cool. Whether, like you said, if it's playing golf or building Lego or, you know, pottery or whatever, I'm like, yeah, just tell me about it. Sounds cool. Like, I don't want to do mm. it. I don't necessarily want to do it, but. But you might what you've heard about yeah. it as well that's the thing yeah that's the yeah well i feel i feel like already i'm getting far too many far too many interests as well um oh yeah you know it, it's one of those things like 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 i've I posted about it a bit recently i know you are a, a fellow student of the mats but i have been doing um quite a bit of jiu-jitsu over the last the last couple of months i know you've 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 done it as well you've recently just moved to london and you've just signed up for a a, a gym again haven't you yeah, mate, I've just signed up to Roger Gracie's and I'm yet to see him. But when I do, I'm going to come in my pants. I hope he listens to this and that he sees that I am the guy that's going to come, come in my pants. When I You're be the, yeah, the, um, the awkward dude in the corner, like squatting yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Um, yeah, <laughs> mate, it's so nice being back in the gym. Like Bali was unreal for jiu-jitsu. Like, it's a proper family vibe. Um, back home in Bournemouth, it's a bit, like, political with their gyms like there are like three or four main gyms and they all hate each other which kind of just ruins the like community spirit of jiu-jitsu mm. um and roger grace is, is a bit official you have to wear their gi you have to wear their like you have to outlay a lot of cash to begin with to buy all yeah. their stuff but like when you're in like it is a real nice vibe and i just love being able to go to jiu-jitsu every day again yeah i it's just so nice I cannot, I, I cannot begin to stress how like amazing the community has been. Like, I think we spoke about it on the first one I we did together, where I was like, when I, <clears throat> when I first went to it before COVID last year, I was like, uh, I can't do this, and got back in the car, and then I got out the car and was like, no, I can't go, uh, and I did that for like ten minutes, and then I managed to go in, and literally everyone couldn't have been nicer, and then 
in the last couple of months I've moved now. So now I'm now living in Eastbourne, but um, I went to a new gym and kind of the same thing happened again. I was, I was still really nervous and um, I went in and literally it's the, the community in martial arts. You think it's going to be really intimidating because it's fighting, but it's, it's the opposite. Like it's, yeah. um, it's unbelievable. Um, I, I know there is, you know, like you said, it's a shame that sometimes politics gets in the way, but I think that purely comes down to, it's just money, isn't it? It's just people want, yeah. you know, it, it, it's money, money and ego. Um, but yeah. generally from what I've found, it's, it's been, and in terms of like humbling and like taking lessons from something and putting it into your life, jujitsu has been the one for me. And that's from someone who's windsurf for 10 years, but jujitsu already in like four to six, four, three or four months I've been doing it essentially. Um, it's, it's crazy. Like one, I feel like I'm talking a lot, sorry, but this is, I wanted to say this Mm -hmm. and I wanted to get, get your opinion on it, but something I've also, I I started doing quite a few private lessons as well. Um, on, on top of, on top of learning because I just, I don't know, I'm just obsessed with it. Um, but one of the things that was said to me recently, uh, in my private lesson, the the guy said, he was like, I've been watching, um, you rolling during the sessions and stuff. And he's like, one thing you do, he's like, you, you you spend too much time like you're, you're trying to go full power all the time and he's like if you're even if you're like stuck and someone's got you in mount he's like you're wriggling and you're trying really hard and you're exerting yourself so much and you're moving too quickly and you're ah and he's like we call it flow rolling for a, a, a bit of a reason he's like just slow down and he's like stop and and kind of breathe and think of your next move and you know move with purpose and stuff. And I was like, holy shit. And when I left it, it took me a couple of days to realize, but I was like, I don't just do that in jujitsu. <laughs> I was like, I do that in everything. I was like, if I'm at work, if something goes wrong, like on the lap, my laptop and I do something, I'm like, ah, and I freak out and I do everything as quickly as possible to fix it. That I kind of don't even realize that I've fixed it yet. And then I try and fix it again. And I was like, yeah, it, it's, it was such a crazy lesson that I've learned. And I feel like even just in the last couple of weeks, I'm like, okay, let's just breathe and just sort of slow myself down. But is you've been doing jujitsu a lot longer than me. Um, but is mm. is that is that kind of the case for you with it as well? I so I preferred no gi for a long time, which obviously is just without the pajamas on, so it's a lot faster. It is a lot more aggressive. Mm. Um, and then when I went to Bali, I banned myself from doing no gi so I could focus on gi so I could get a blue belt and I could stop crying myself to sleep every night. <laughs> it ended up I missed the competition by a week when I'd flown home. But I was pretty much promised my blue belt from the coach, which was a bit gutting. Um, but there is something quite cool about being the best white belt in the room. Yeah. And that's not really something to brag about, being the best right belt in the room, but it is quite nice. Um, but... Yeah, calming down is super important in jiu-jitsu. And like you say, it does like transfer over to life. Like when someone's mounting you and smothering you with your arms, like if you're letting all of your energy out, think about all the different muscles in your body that demand the like, I don't know, I don't know the science behind it, but energy. <laughs> um, and if you just stopped, nothing would require it. And you focus on your breath and it helps you get calm. And that becomes automatic after a little while. Yeah. And you'll catch yourself starting to struggle. You're like, actually, no, no, I don't need to do this. I need to think. And you systematically get out of the like bad position Mm. and you feel so much better for it. Mm. And the most annoying thing, like once you've been going for a while, it's when people are, oh yeah, you're good, mate, but just calm down. 
Ugh, yeah because it's so annoying or when someone's like oh yeah mate you're you're good you're strong i'm like oh come on man just say my technique is good yeah yeah it's not <laughs> it's not just because i'm strong yeah it's almost like it's yeah. kind of not, it's nice to hear i guess but yeah but yeah no it's but yeah in normal life as well 100 percent. the other day i was at asda i tried to put a pound in the trolley the guy that does the trolley starts screaming at me and then i dropped the pound and fumbled it and then he kept shouting at me and i turned around i was like I dropped the fucking pound. <laughs> so I was like, I do not need to be annoyed right now. I'm not going to pick up this pound any quicker if I'm annoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm never going to get a trolley. That means I won't be able to do my shop and that'll be annoying. But like when I was in the military, they used to say slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Yeah. And that's that's all it is. It's all about like life is all about kind of like slowing it down so you can go a bit quicker. Yeah. Staying, stay frosty. Yeah. Yeah. Stay frosty. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's it's so simple and it makes so much sense. But I needed it to. I needed someone to tell it to me. If you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and I guess that's you know that's that's your whole thing with with reading reading books as well, isn't it? You know, that's that's the that's the idea of them. Um, yeah. So to Just kind of down a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Um, to kind of to kind of wrap up then. Uh, usually I do a happy place and what, you know, your, your movie recommendations, things like that. You are a bit more specific, Ed. Um, what have you, what have you been reading over the last, uh, I know you're doing it for work now, but do you, do you have a, I'm accidentally asking you another question. Sorry. Um, do you have like two lists? Do you have like, right, I've got, this is my podcast list and I need to read these books. <laughs> I need to read. Or do you have an, 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 and do you have another list of like, these books are for Ed. Or, or are they all in one? Um, I, under strict instruction from my boss, which is me, I have started to read for enjoyment a lot more. So I'm reading a few more novels um, and I'm, I'm trying to read like anything past the morning. I'm reading like fiction. So I'm reading The Blindness at the moment because my housemate won't shut up about it. Some weird old classic about a bunch of people who just start going blind. Um other books I've, I've read recently, really good book. It's all about like working class Scotland and it's brutal to read. It's incredibly well written and it's called Shuggy Bane. Won like the Booker Prize um, in 2020. And like, I just like, I'm never going to review that on the podcast. I'm not going to talk about it that much. I'll talk mm. about it maybe on the Instagram and someone asked for a novel, but like you can't review a novel without ruining the story, really. Not over yeah. like a 20 minute format. Um, so yeah, this year I've, I've probably read like, 20 odd novels i just haven't even spoken about um because yeah. i guess i want to focus on it like enjoyment yeah going in the story getting into the story taking my imagination like you know you're listening to that june or whatever it's like oh mate. You're, you're having these wild hallucinations in your head of what the story looks like and i just i love that side of reading yeah and i guess that's not the side that you necessarily talk about so much um you know on the podcast obviously the podcast is more about you you know, talking about these kind of, I hate calling them self-help books. I feel that's, that's, that's so deprecating to what they actually are. Um, but I'm yeah. not, I'm, and, and non-fiction also doesn't, because non-fiction applies to everything, you know? Um, yeah. So it, it's very different. It's very difficult to put a, put a label on them, I suppose. But essentially that is, you know, what they are. It's books written by people on ways to better, better your life. And they're the, <clears throat> they're the kind of things that you're, you're really doing, isn't it? So I guess, yeah. yeah, fiction for you is that is that escape. And as well, I suppose, do you find reading that has perhaps helped trigger your imagination for you writing your own book as well? 
A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, I think yeah. when you, you find when you write a novel, like a lot of it, you can't really make something. Well, I personally can't make something up that I haven't had happen in some sort of way or that has happened to me. But if I was feeling anxious about it before it happened, I'd be able to make up a wildly elaborate, better story about it. Mm. If, if, if you know what I mean. So like I, if I'm, I, I bet I do draw inspiration from all these books. I'm like, that's an interesting thing. How could I work that into the story? And that's where it all comes from. This still like an artist. Cause like, there's nothing, nothing's original anymore. It's so yeah. difficult to be original. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you've got a, yeah, that's difficult as well. You don't want to plagiarize anyone, do you? Um, no. You know, or, or steal anything. But I, I guess that's, it's good and bad, isn't it? I suppose it, it's amazing that we live in a world where nothing's original because there's just so many amazing people that have made up all these amazing things and there's so much out yeah. there. But at the same time, it's kind of bad. You know, it's a bit like a bit like when they were discovering the world back whenever they were doing that and, you know, drawing the maps and stuff. And it's like now there's there's nowhere really undiscovered, is there? You know, and that's a lot of the yeah. mystery's been taken out of the world, I suppose. Um, but I, I'm... I don't know. It's easy for us to say that, but I'm sure in a few years there'll be other stuff and you're like, whoa, I've never seen this before, you know? Yeah. Um, We're on Mars. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll see. Um, Anyway. Yeah. Ed, thank you. uh, Thank you so much for, for coming on. Where can, um, where, where can uh, the listeners find you? I live in Clapham now. So now at a need to read with number two and not the word is where you shall find me every damn day. Yeah. Apart from days when I want a day off, which I'm going to try and do a little bit more now. Do you ever have a day off? No. no. I tried to yesterday, but I still went on a little bit. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's, it's very difficult, isn't it? Do you ever, do you ever have a week off from podcasts as well? I suppose you're, it's because it's all you do. You're so on it with. Like... I have, I have recently, I have recently had like a couple of weeks off, but even in those couple of weeks, I was still <clears> recording <throat> stuff. So at some point I'll be organized enough to have, a two week break completely from recording podcasts, which will be difficult, but probably quite nice and needed. Yeah. It's one of those, it's one of those things probably that you, you don't, you don't think you need it until you actually do it. And then you go, Oh, fuck me. I really, this was, this was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Ed, for coming on. Uh, Those of you, please do make sure um, you check out what Ed is doing over there. As I said, uh, Without without making his head swell too much, um, he was definitely a, a big part of getting me back into reading over the last year, and it's now something that I really really enjoy. Um, uh, yeah, you can find me uh, on Instagram at the After Hours Lounge. Uh, please go to the link in my bio. Please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. As Ed said, it is important. I know a lot of you don't listen to it on that, but still, yeah, leave Ed leave Ed a review while you're there. Why, might as well. Um, yeah, leave a review. Uh, you can go to the link in my bio. I have. You can buy me a beer. Um, if you want to, as I said, all this talking is thirsty work. Um, and whilst I'm in it for the outcome, not the income, a bit of income always helps. Um, yeah, guys, thank you very much uh, for listening. Thank you, Ed, for coming on again. Um, and we will see you for the next one.